because sure. I got to spend some time with our friend. And this right. was last weekend. You guys were privy to that because uh, we were about to go, I guess, that night do the... Yeah, it was the night of the, the Angel Show, yeah. The Chris Angel Show. So you got to uh, get a glimpse of uh, Stephen's house. And they were uh, very gracious, he and his lady, Christy, to let me stay there for a couple yeah. days because... You know, we got, uh, let's see, our flight. We missed our flight, as we told you guys. We got stuck in uh, Detroit on um, Saturday night. Uh, Sunday morning, we came in, uh, switched my ticket to Vegas, right. uh, <clears throat> came into uh, Stephen's place. We had to rehearse with the band, uh, which the, the backing band for this event, uh, some of the fans of the show will know, uh, Brent Woods. Sure. Uh of the, the uh, what Vince Neil fame, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Vince on on um, Exposed. He played on Exposed. There you go. And then Robbie Crane was also in that band. Yeah, Rat I, and Steven. Rat, of and, course, and, of course and Rat. Every other band known to man. <laughs> so Robbie was there. Uh, Brent Fitz was on drums, who I did meet a really long time. I want to say like 20 years ago, I met him in Canada and Winnipeg, okay. where I think he's from. There's this rowdy place in Winnipeg called the Zoo. Okay. And this is a trippy place which it's like pretty run down, a little sketchy. It it's a uh concert venue, a hotel, okay. and a strip bar all in the same building. Okay. You know, they, they call it the zoo. And uh anyways, I met him and he did come up on stage with us back then and played. So it's been a minute. Um he still looks exactly the same. Um, and he's his sister Brenda is a musician also. She you could see her in this photo that Chris has up. She's next to me. I'm second to uh, to the left there. Stephen's on the very end there, putting right. his hand in the air. I'm right next to him, right. and then next to me is is Brenda. And she was the keyboardist for the night, and she really did a great job. By the way, okay. you know you could tell she was pretty serious about this. Sure, uh, but. Uh, there was a ton of famous people at this thing. Right. You know, I should skip to when we finally went down. Well, no, to back up, we had a rehearsal. Let me let me tell that story first. Okay, sure. So Sunday night, we get down there. Um, it was at SIR, which is a famous studio, famous rehearsal place. There's one in Hollywood and there's one in Vegas, apparently. I'm sure there's other on, others on the East Coast, too. But um, it's a top-notch rehearsal place where they have all the best gear for you and everything. Sure. Um, and so we got down there and they were playing with Tammy, Tammy down a faster okay. pussycat. Okay. And they were wrapping up his set. They were just kind of going through the changes. Uh, this backup band had a lot of songs to learn. There was like six performances, I think at least six singers that they had a backup, uh, for, for this. So they had a lot on their plate. Um, Steven was nice enough to involve me in this. So for the Steven Piercy part of the night, he wanted his guitarist, me to, uh, be there. So I, I did, you know, of course, accept and went to this and went to the rehearsal. Uh, Brent wanted to play a couple of the leads. I was okay with that. He did, uh, he did the lead on lay it down. And, um, I think one or one of the other songs, uh, body talk i believe okay uh and uh, let's see we did about six songs together uh these guys needed to move on we didn't have a very a very long rehearsal for this sure. i think we went through the songs one time it was mostly just to like agree on what the endings were gonna be sure for this you know robbie knows the songs pretty well but you know brent had to learn them 
both brands had to learn them. Uh, anyway, so we we ripped through that. They asked us if we wanted to go see the Chris Angel magic show that night. Okay. Which, but by the way, behind me, that's my my backdrop for the night. I don't know if you could see. Yeah, there he is. Chris Angel's right with us tonight. Look at that on your shoulder. Yeah, he's your your evil Chris on your shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) The Chris on my shoulder, right? Uh, So I I really feel like we should have gone, but I really was exhausted because I was already on the road for a few days at that point and missing the flights and all the BS and uh and thinking i was going home but then wasn't um my car was still at wally park this whole time by the way okay <laughs> san nice. diego uh but but at least my flights got changed so that i could uh go there because initially i was going to go home and then have to drive which is ridiculous back out there so this worked out a little better logistically sure. uh for me so anyways rehearsal stayed over at stevens his lady totally took care of us man she she cooked dinner and breakfast had some crazy breakfast she made giant quiche or something like that. nice it's like it was like next level you know so <laughs> they they definitely treated me you know like family there and uh we, we just hung out you know piercy's got a got a bitchin pad there in vegas it's kind of like it reminds me of somewhere like dean martin would live or something right you know and had that for like it would have been modern stuff in the 60s right okay Okay, so kind Mad of like looking bar stools at the at the kitchen bar and right, like the madman set, more or yeah. less. Yeah. Okay. More or less, more <laughs> or less. And uh and then of course on the TV's like 24-7 drag racing. Oh yeah, he's still into that, huh? It's just the drag racing channel. It's just on his background noise, the revving engines. No shit. Yeah. And uh, and then him and Christy, you know, they they just get along so well. They're like they're they're like they remind me of like uh, in the the Batman, the original Batman series, yeah, yeah. when they would have their dance parts where they do their sixties <laughs> dancing, and, yeah, right? You know, they're 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 like that all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. So it's 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 cool to see them, you know, in a good place like that. Uh, and so, you know, moving forward, Monday night was the big event. We didn't go to the magic show the night before. We just opted to just go down to this thing, and it was uh, held at House of Blues. Okay. Uh, there, this is on a Monday that they held this, which was uh, it was a benefit, really. Okay. Chris Angel apparently every year does some kind of birthday benefit show. I was thinking this thing was going to be like thousands of people, right? But no, this was like a small amount of people. This was yeah, like I saw pictures. It looked like there's like fifty people or so. Like right. not not a ton were, of people. I'm pretty sure these were like fifty heavy hitters. Sure. Sort. Oh yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I realized quickly what this was. This was like a private his little private birthday party with his family and right. a couple of people because what he does is raise huge amounts of money uh for charity. Right specifically for childhood cancers which was pretty impressive i know uh he has his own charity christopher something i god i wish i would wrote that down it's maybe we could find it but I'll it's like it christopher talking. angel charities or something but uh he also i know make a wish uh southern nevada was one of them but this was like i should set the scene so this was at house of blues um Chris Angel's like in the crowd. Okay. He's in, he's in like the crowd on the floor and he's got his sunglasses on and he's just chilling and he has his own microphone. 
Okay. This event. Okay. So he, in between bands, he's like, you know, starts basically kind of emceeing it. And then our other friend of the CMS, Eddie Trunk. Ah, <laughs> okay, Sir Ed. Is actually the formal host, I guess, of it. He's, okay. you know, Eddie's in the wings and Eddie comes out and does his uh introductions of the bands but in between that is chris angel actually on the microphone and he's got his shades on he's like oh this next performer in my youth meant everything to me you know and starts you know going through it was pretty cool actually you right. know, you're like damn dude that's chris angel like for anybody who's gone to like las vegas when you get off in the vegas airport that's the only guy you see everywhere is chris angel right mind freak and, and the advertising of his his vegas show this guy's like big time right okay so he's there uh there's there's some other famous people i noticed right away flavor flav yeah <laughs> he's hanging out i'm like what flavor flav apparently kicked off the event with as far as the bands go and he came out and did the nine one ones a joke yeah yeah get get, get down nine one ones a joke in your town right he came out and did that so he's kicking he looked great too you know i have to say he looked he, he, he doesn't look clock. like he's he doesn't look like he's aged a year though since since 1988 he did he not look, he looks young he looked young and I, I i was standing i got you know a couple i never met him i didn't say hello to him personally but he was like right by me right but you could tell he was uh you know a huge fan of chris angel you know he was hugging on him and oh chris he was good you know sure you know, all over uh, Chris Angel there. Uh, but the uh, musicians, I had to write some of these down because there was like so many people at this thing. Um, probably the most famous person was Paul Stanley. Sure. Of Kiss fame. He was on the other side of the room from Eddie Trunk, I assume, right? Yeah, you know, that was what was kind of weird because I know that there's some tension between yeah. Eddie Trunk and some of these people that were at this thing. Sure. Uh I don't remember, you know, uh, I should also uh, mention that Jason Green, uh, who people know is also our tour manager and yeah. he has a waste some time with Jason Green show. He met us there. He, he, he went to this cause he's a Vegas resident himself and he actually yeah. showed up. I don't, he'll probably show some clips from this thing as well, but, uh, he, he was there to help and get, which I'm glad he was because we can't find our way out of a paper bag. Me and Pearson, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So it was nice of Jason to like meet us there and guide us to where we had to go. Cause we, we, we were supposed to go to a sound check and we of course right. missed that. So I actually had to roll in with my uh, stupid big guitar case and all that crap into the venue. It was goofy. Uh, but, but uh, we went backstage. Uh, Robin Zander standing back there. Okay. Of cheap trick fame. Nice. Um, Robin Zander. What a gracious dude. This guy is, you know, for being rock royalty, really. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, couldn't have been nicer. You know what I mean? I, I, I was standing right by him, and I, I had, uh, I had my leather gloves on. It was kind of cold in Vegas, and so I, I go, you know, I'm going to introduce myself, and I said, "Hey, Robin, you know, I'm Steven's guitarist, Eric. How you doing?" And he was like, "Oh, hey, <laughs> nice monster." And I'm like, ah. <laughs> I think he meant like a guitarist or whatever, right. but uh, anyways, that was it was super cool. It was so nice, you know what now, I mean? Did he know it was you, or did he think you were Warren D. Martini? <laughs> I did with Warren D. Martini with cancer. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, he didn't think I was Warren D. Martini. Uh, but uh, anyways, that was super cool, uh, and 
you know, later he would end up being probably the best performance of the night. You know, I have to yeah. say, and you could tell the band it's uh, put in the most effort sure. for him too, as far as like learning the songs. Cause, uh, and his were probably the most intricate, you know, songs of the night and had right. the most background vocals and all that. Um, but uh, moving down the list, we had uh, our buddy, Sebastian Bach. Yeah. Dude. Hey, mother truckers, I'm here. Right. So Sebastian <laughs> was lurking around. I talked to him for a little bit. I, I decided, um, well, I was actually telling Christy and Steven how the 18 in life video that Skid Row has, they actually filmed that in San Diego. Okay. Which is my hometown. And uh, they filmed it at the San Diego Sports Arena. And I was there. It was when they opened for Bon Jovi. Okay. And they they were coming up quick and hard skid row at that at that point and they were sure. making the video for 18 in life i remember they played it twice that night okay and they ended up really only using like a quick amount of footage by the way like we were awaited this video to come out thinking that the crowd was going to be all through it but actually right. just shows it at the very very end for like a second like the last three seconds but that's right. san diego sports arena i'm in the crowd so uh, christy goes you should tell them you should tell him that story. And uh, I'm like, shit, he's probably just going to, you know, yeah. go, yeah, you and $5,000 people. You or he'll know, be like, like, yeah, cool story, bro. Cool story. And then move right on, not even pay attention. Right. <laughs> so anyways, he comes, he comes lurking back there and, uh, he was he was actually being pretty chill. I have to say yeah. he was, he was chilled down Sebastian. Do you think he was on his good, good behavior for the nice. night? Maybe. Uh, but he came in. I, you know, basically just told him the story I told you guys, and he pretty much said the same thing. He goes, he goes, yeah, man. A lot of people feel that way, dude. You know, or <laughs> Sebastian. <laughs> but uh, he a, he's a he's a trip, man. He really is. You know, he, he is. is. He's being around. I've been around him a couple of times. He is no different away from the camera than in front of it, is he? He is the same kind of weird wild guy pretty much all the time right but but he is a uh sebastian is a huge fan of these you know early oh, yeah. 80s dudes mm -hmm. and he was you know being nice to see they're friends anyway steven and right. been friends forever but he was like oh dude when i watch the wanted man video i get goosebumps dude <laughs> <laughs> the western outfits ugh. whatever he was saying i don't know right but uh, it was funny. But he was being nice to me. I've actually got to play in a similar situation probably a decade ago. Got to play for a bunch of singers one night. Dee Snyder and okay. you know, Lita Ford. And she was there too, Lita Ford, that, sure. this night. But uh, but I got to play with Sebastian and do six Skid Row songs. Okay. Uh, it was kind of bittersweet because the, ba the backing band that night was awful. Right. You know, and it just it just ruined it for me, you know, and, I, and actually this was probably the time that Brent Woods actually got the gig right with Sebastian because it was about this time that he was looking for somebody and I was like knew I was going to be playing this thing and I was like, oh, you never know. Maybe I'll pick up a few extra gigs with uh, Sebastian, well, you know, yeah. but uh, it ended up Brent Woods obviously got the gig and he does a great job with Sebastian. He's been sure. playing with them shirtless now for quite some time <laughs> uh but anyways uh on this night you know the band had their you know poop together and you know right. robbie crane's what you know one of the most solid you know musicians out there and 
they they did a great job uh just learning all these tunes but um let's see who else do we have oh at some point tonight talk about old school tony bennett tony bennett was at this thing huh tony freaking bent tie yeah. a yellow ribbon around the no, old that's tony tree. orlando oh wait no that's what why did i say tony bennett that is who i mean though tony orlando say, why the hell did i write down bennett i'm such a I goof know. i was gonna say tony bennett's like thank uh, you. you know that's like who i meant dean martin era you know the, the i Frank meant to Patrick. say tony orlando i'm just a goofball don't listen to me <laughs> tony i meant orlando. to say tony orlando I'm so not tony gonna orlando ain't gonna lie i there. thought he was dead I, honestly, he's got to be like 82 years old. I got to look him up now. But it, you know what? And honestly, I didn't get to see him from the front. Like there was at some point, you know, Chris Angel had passed him the mic and he was basically, you know, addressing the audience and telling them, you know, how much he respects Chris Angel and how good his charity is and how, you know, basically they need to dig right. deep and <laughs> save these kids. He, was a, he was a master salesman, right? Well, it was sincere, you know what I mean? From a you know, old school Vegas guy. He was just kind of letting everybody know. Yeah. As if they didn't know Chris Angel's very legit anyway, but he's got Dude. such a successful show out there. I would have guessed he's older than he is. I just looked him up. Tony Orlando is a whopping 78 only. Oh, okay. Well, he I looked 82. No. I was gonna say he he I would have thought he was in his nineties. I and I'm not even trying to be funny or stupid or nothing. I right I really well, would have thought he was 90 years old. Again, he, it's and it's a situation where I look at Tony Orlando and he looks like he's weighing in about four hundred pounds at this thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, there you go. He was bigger than that. He's like the guy I saw the other night was like at least three of those guys. The guy, the guy <laughs> from the other night ate that guy. Yeah, and I was just looking at him from behind. So, but I, you, you heard the voice, very distinct voice he has, right. you know. And, and then they did an impromptu tie, tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, and Robbie Cameron just trying to come in on the bass a little bit to kind of back it up. <laughs> I don't think he was was initially going to perform, but then they. Tie does he, does, ribbon round the old oak tree. Does he dance yeah. or does he just stand there? Oh, I think he was just standing there. And I'm me, me I'm just kind of peeking around because I don't know the whole thing. You know, I was a little on edge. He, what, one of the songs I had to, uh, oh, round and round on the on the double lead part. Brent wanted to play the part I usually play, so I had okay. to like learn the other part, which. We were talking about muscle memory or whatever. Sure. Like you're used to playing it one way. You got to really focus to undo that and like right. you know, learn the other thing. So I was kind of a little uncomfortable about that. I had actually like spent all morning like practicing it, you know what I mean? To make right. sure I didn't, you know, screw it up. So I was like kind of awaiting this big moment where I was going to have to like do this other version of the solo. Um, but I, I just hung out uh, with Steven and Christy in this backstage room. So I was just kind of listening. They had a TV where we could like watch. Okay. The bands that were playing, um, you know, Tammy came on. They had done the Faster Pussycat. They did like a Faster Pussycat set. Uh, Kip Winger was at this just by himself. He uh, actually performed with the guys with okay. with the backup band. Um, and uh, it's it had been a minute. I haven't seen Kip since we did this VH1 acoustic stripped thing strip thing right yeah and i told you how they would like mess with me at this thing you know back on that 
strip thing they would mm-hmm, eat, they, yeah. they were accusing me of being gay and like you know <laughs> making crank phone calls to me and like right i would get a call in like the middle of the night like hey i heard you're into water sports <laughs> like weird shit or uh <laughs> you, you know don dawkins bunk was like right above mine and they, i could right, hear right. them and they would go they would go hey man oh what i catch you doing there they were like talking to each other and <laughs> no one i'd be listening and they're like oh wow look at look at your dick man it's big. fat and stubby and then he goes yeah and don's like yeah and yours is long and you know whatever that i don't know what the hell there was it was, it was i just was like <laughs> you were like i, I do were, not want to know this <laughs> i know they were, I, i'm pretty sure though that they were just effing with me you know yeah, what probably. i mean they knew i was up there but Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I, I haven't seen this guy since then and i just kind of I mean, we're in this small room together and he's he's right. standing there and he's kind of getting his 12 string ready his acoustic guitar and he looked over at me and i just kind of i just gave him like a, hey man you know i didn't even go over and shake his hand right. but he knew who i was i think and uh That's we cool. just kind of laughed to each other and whatever he went and did his thing which he you know kip's always pretty pretty great performer for the most yeah. part still sounds excellent i mean still sounds like he did in 1980 whatever most of the time i can agree with that this night not so much huh <laughs> this night he wasn't like exactly spot on but uh but the band played really good uh one of the there was a, another guitar player that that didn't play during the steven set but he was there for some of the other stuff and i feel bad i didn't write his name down but he i think was in the sin city centers for a minute okay jason green was telling me a little bit about him and he i think actually p- might have even played uh with kip winger at some point so he knew those solos because the the winger stuff on guitar is no joke man right you know um and this guy was able to do pretty much nail the stuff on there so who that was, was it cool. was it was it rowan rowan robertson or no it wasn't rowan and i you know i'll sit here forever trying to stoner me he's not going to remember this guy see name. if i can find the members it says scott griffin muscat jizzy scott coogan and and rowan are the members oh they were at some point it's changed they're they're sin city centers we don't even do that they don't even do that thing anymore i don't think okay yeah uh but um let's see we covered flavor flav who else we got uh sebastian buck um yeah pretty much i think i ran down there was a couple of other people i didn't recognize names i think they were actually like part of circus soleil or whatever they were like ventriloquists and some other people from the magic world that had something to do but uh definitely the highlight of the night was robin zander like this dude throws down oh yeah okay Mm -hmm. his son was there his son was playing guitar um you know and i gotta give i gotta give brett woods you know credit too because this was more like i consider brett to be a real rock guitar player anyway but he had a great tone going and he nailed all this cheap trick stuff right you know and brent fitz and his sister were on point two like she had all the back there's a lot of background vocals in the in that cheap trick stuff okay and they sounded amazing the performance for this was so cool and so what i'm building up to is at i didn't expect this to happen but i was kind of on the side of the stage watching this stuff and um when surrender came on Mm -hmm. they wanted everybody to come out on stage so that's you know i was kind of pushed out there and i shit i had been like eating hors d'oeuvres and stuff in the back so (laughs) i don't even know what my breath smelled like at this point (laughs) 
<laughs> I went out and the mic closest to me had like Kip Winger and I don't know who the, this other dude walking around was there. I, I did not recognize him, but that okay. guy was there. And I kind of was like trying to politely not get too close because, again, I wasn't right. sure if I had, you know, cheese whiz breath or whatever. Your mama's all right. <laughs> yeah, but it's on your You just got bad bread. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's funny. I actually, I had remembered Frankie, you know, our beloved Piercy guitar player we had, had forever. Yeah. I remember him telling me once, that on that acoustic tour that I was talking about earlier, that Kip had come out on stage and had terrible breath once. Okay. <laughs> like, like he came out, his breath stuck like he just ate like a tuna sandwich or something. Wow. And Frankie was dying. He was telling me that story. So I didn't feel too bad. I go, well, I know he's had some fucked up breath at some point too. So whatever. I'm, and I'm like, so your mama's all right. I didn't care anymore. You know what I mean? I and he like looked over at me too. He looked like, who is that? Oh, oh, you. And he kind of like backed up a little. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But but it was kind of cool to be up there, you know, doing that, you know, singing that anthem. Yeah. And dude, you sang with Robin Zander. That doesn't I suck. I can say that now. Fuck you. I totally sang with him. Right. I, dude, when that you, song you... comes on, which it did. I was like Christmas shopping the other day and like we in Walmart or some shit. And yeah. the song came on. You and sang with Robin Zander. You sang with Tony Orlando, Stephen Piercy. You've been a fucking. Dude, I'm living the dream. You are. You you're you are a total rock star. You just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't stop to realize it to smell yeah. the rock or the roses right. or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, our our performance went all right. You know, we we uh, pretty much got through that. There was a couple ending little things, but that that I don't think the people noticed that. Um, the big round around thing i did nail okay <laughs> so star yeah i didn't uh and, I, and there was a little bit of pressure with that you know just because there was some stuff i'm not going to go into too much with brent woods because there was a minute there before monaco came in where we were considering a few guitar players and right 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 okay you know he had just come in it was like making a couple of goofy demands off the top that was like you know and so i i wasn't sure what to think about but after the rehearsal and you know playing with him he actually is a cool dude and obviously he's been around forever he's highly respected sure and uh and honestly i you know people overuse the oh it was such an honor to do this or that but it really was an honor oh yeah to to be asked to be there you know what i mean and i'll always remember that night you know um one thing i'll throw in before we change gears or, or no, whatever was uh how much money was raised this is where it got a little interesting you know because sure. at the end of the night you know he brings everybody out uh i found out the kids that were walking around because you see some kids in that photo i don't know if you want to pull that yeah, photo yeah, up again back up um but uh the the youngins that you see in the front are actually Sebastian's okay kids there too you see but they they brought us all out at that point and uh, he starts talking about um, the 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 cancer the kids with cancer and just yeah, you know the, the, the heal every life possible that's what I, I looked it up that's what it's called heal every life possible okay yes and he he is very passionate about this you could you could tell how serious sure. he is about this. Um, you know, I guess they, they were like, okay, great. You know, we raised, uh, you know, $200,000 tonight and, uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to pull a million dollars out of my pocket. Oh, wow. Right. Oh yeah. Nice. 
<laughs> As you pull a million dollars. Presto, changeo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna turn your two hundred thousand dollars into one point two million dollars. Wow! Look at that, Alakazam! <laughs> You're like, and why don't just... you pull another five hundred out of that other pocket and give it to me, pal? <laughs> and the other guys, you know, Sebastian in particular was like, just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> you know, he's like, share some of that money, man. <laughs> you know, it's like he's getting all out. And I, at first, I thought that maybe I didn't know who. Chris Angel's wife. I thought maybe it turned out that it was, it was Sebastian's wife was in the wings or his lady was in the wings. And I thought okay. that was Chris. I'm like, man, you should shut up, probably. You know, but <laughs> anyway, but then I realized that was, uh, and he does have adorable kids that are kind of running around. One of yeah. them I had, I, I had to shut down. He's like, hey, I had my guitar sitting backstage. He's like, hey, can I take your whammy bar? And go, me, 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 me. like, no. I'm like, I'm like uh, I'd prefer if you didn't. Yeah, you know, and knock oh. it all out of tune before I have to go out there. Somehow I don't. Somehow I don't see Sebastian as being like the high disciplinarian in his home. I didn't even know they were his kids. That's about okay. what kind of disciplinarian he was there. I thought it was Chris. I, I go, these must be Chris Angel's kids where they're running around. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but no, I think they were Sebastian's. Uh, so yeah, that was the that was the end of the night. Um, you know, I think he even pulled out more money than that. Like like. Wow. By the end of the thing, you know, a couple million dollars was being raised for this Southern Nevada for these kids. And I, I you know, I guess Make a Wish Foundation in general, you know, grants like 25 wishes a year, and like sure. seven of them are made possible by Chris Angel. Okay. That's Just cool. Put that into in perspective. So, this is something he does every year. So, if you go to, uh, Chris Angel's website, you can read more about it. And if it's, you know, something this year you want to get a tax write off or something like that, I'm sure yeah. you can make still time to do a donation for 2022. Yeah. yeah, that's I got the link on the bottom of the page scrolling right now. So if people want to read about it and donate it, it is there. I looked it up while you were while you were telling the story. So way to be on it, my friend. I got to. Gotta help out. <laughs> gotta help out the chair. Dude, I'm all about the charities, man. I do, you know, obviously to a much less important level than this, but I, I tend to do charity stuff a lot. Good. I tend to, I tend to do a website every year, every year or so for free for, I've done autism, you know, I've done several different autistic things and I did a, um, a brain cancer website for a company once. And there's a company out there for, um, for depression called common ground that I donate, I donate, uh, proceeds from my books every year too, just because, and, and it's the dumbest thing ever, but it, it because I never even worked with this company, you know, yeah. I'm not really a depressed guy or anything, but, but I, when I was, when I was looking up uh, a charity, cause I wanted to do something with the books, especially the burn book. I, and I looked up doing like Phoenix society and stuff, which is for burn Vicks. And I just didn't like what I was reading. But then I read about this common ground and the thing that was cool about them was that they had a, um, a thing on their website that if you're depressed that you're fucked up, but you don't want to call somebody, which I can see, like I've been depressed at points in my life. And the last thing in the world I want to do is pick up the phone. Yeah. Hey, I'm having problems. Can you talk me through it? You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you just don't want to do that shit. Well, they had a texting thing which I thought was pretty cool. This was like seven, eight years ago before texting was, you know, like all you did. And they were like the first one I ever came across that had texting for people that were going through depression. 
And I was like, oh, I'm going to donate to that because that's that's fucking worthy. That's actually something I could potentially see myself doing, just being in a shit mood and just texting right. these people. So I threw some money at them, you know, but charity's good, dude. I, I don't care what anybody says. You know, I know a lot of people will look at like a Chris Angel, especially somebody that's famous anyway, and look at them doing charity stuff and say, oh, they're just doing it for attention or whatever. It's like, you know what? Even if they are good, who cares? Yeah, right. if, if Chris Angel's doing this for attention, he still put $1.2 million into, into this cancer foundation, I believe it is, you know, to help to help kids with cancer. Let's look at it this way. That's $1.2 million the government ain't getting. Yeah. You and, know what I and, mean? Like, if he didn't care, he would have just paid his taxes, yeah. and that would have been that. But he goes, you know what? Mm-hmm. Fuck the government. Let's give it to these kids with cancer. Yeah. He, I, I, he never said that, by the way. No, so, I, I know, but but I mean, some of these. But, but I mean, these guys are are definitely passionate about about you know giving back. A lot of them that have that have been given everything. Chris Angel, good example. He's gotten right. every break known to man, which is why he's you know him or Blaine or probably him or Blaine sure. now are like the top one and two magicians in the world. And, you know, I, I mean, different guy, but obviously he's had every break in the world. He's made zillions of dollars. When my kid was going through um, cancer treatment at the hospital, uh, what what's his name? Um, why can't I think of his name? The guitar player for The Who. Pete Thompson? Ro- the other one. Roger Daltrey, the singer. Roger, okay, well, that's Rod- the singer, sir. That's the singer. But Roger, <laughs> Dal- well, I'll tell you why I'm thinking guitar. Roger Daltrey came to the hospital he wasn't in town. It's not like he was playing a gig. He literally was just flying around the country, stopping at different cancer centers to visit cancer patients. Right. And, and he was donating guitars signed by him at every, at every hospital that he stopped at. He stopped at the hospital. My son was having treatment at right treatment with. So, um, you know, so I, I just thought that was very cool. Yeah. You know, I mean, this guy's in the who, for God's sakes, the last thing in the world he needs, last thing in the world he has to worry about is, is donating time, but he did because he's passionate about it. So, sure. you know, so I, I just thought that was very cool. And a lot of these guys, they, they do do cool stuff like this because they are, they, they sort of understand that they've been given great breaks and. And at least they honor the responsibility of being gifted such a fascinating life. Yeah, let's pause right there because, (laughs) I mean, for one, yeah, they don't have an excuse not to, in my opinion. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the rest of us, like me, for example, like I've gone 50 years not giving a shit about anybody but myself. (laughs) You know what I mean? And uh, and I, I feel guilty about it, to be honest. I'm no no joke. I really do. Sure. And uh, I'm like, man, I, I really got to like change that about myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I have, uh, you know, resolutions, if you will. Yeah, that's New <laughs> Year's. One of them's being a little less selfish and helping other people and making time for other people. And so I hope we do. I hope on our show we do focus on some cool charities and raise some money. Of course. Um, and let people know about our show, Chris Aiken Presents. We're trying to, you know, we're a brand new show, but we're, we're closing in on a thousand viewers. That's kind of a key thing. So we can start, you know, yeah, doing, doing stuff some- and raising money. Yeah. And, and charity is great, dude. I mean, it, it, you know, I don't want to turn this into a, a self-help show, but, um, you know, I, I've done it forever, man. I mean, all the way back to, um, 
you know, like right after 9-11, I donated time, I donated money. You know, I went, I went around to various fire stations and just fucking, you know, they, they all were doing the boot thing at the time. I don't know if you remember right, that. Yeah. You put a donation in a fire. Yeah. Boot. I, I went to every fire station around, around town and, and just threw a 20 in, into them. And I didn't have it. I mean, I really didn't have a lot of money, but I was like, you know, I felt like I needed to be part of that. And, yeah. you know, and, and, and little, to, and you would be amazed how cool you feel about when you do stupid shit like that. Like, right. I'll give you an example, and it's something I really don't talk about a whole bunch, but I'm, whatever, it's Christmas time. I didn't this year, just because I haven't really been out, but pretty much every year, there's a there's a, um, a grocery store in a neighboring town near me. And usually, it's outside of it, there's like homeless people that hang out at the store. And for 10, 11 years or so, I won't just go and give them money, but I'll take them in the store. I'll take them in the store and I'll buy them, you know, a hundred bucks worth of groceries or something. And then you they know, go, Hey man, can you, can we go back in and get some beers? And no, they, want more. I, they want even more. No I'm kidding. Go on. I, I've <laughs> had a couple of times where they didn't want to go in the store. You know, I've had a couple of times where I rolled up and they were like, Hey man, can you help? Can you help me out with 10 bucks or whatever? And, and I'll be like, I'll be like, well, what do you need it for? And they're like, I got to get some food for my family or whatever. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take you in the store. I'll take you in the store and I'll buy you, you know, whatever you, whatever it is you need. Oh. And, and I've had a couple of people say, no, no, they just want the money. I'm like, well, all right, well then go fuck yourself. But <laughs> exactly, you, you know, and that's the way I honestly feel. It's like, you know what? I'm, I'm trying to be charitable here, but I'm not going to get ripped off either. I'm not going to give you, I'm not going to give you 20 bucks and then fucking drive by an These hour people later. More than likely have some sort of EBT card or something. That they, they could. Pay. They could, they but do. I do. Of course they do. But I'm I'm willing if 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 they're if they're willing to go in the store with sure. me, I'm willing to throw them a hundred bucks. And you're a sweetheart for doing that. Well, I just feel better about myself. You know, I dude, I've been I've been given a lot of breaks. You know, I, I've I've worked for all my breaks, but I but I feel like, you know, I've I've had a a, a cool existence where I get to do pretty much whatever I want to do. And I work from home watching TV for fuck's sake. And I have for 20 years. You know, I, I, I say it all the time. I feel like I've been on vacation for 18 years. You know, mm -hmm. 18 years of vacation. I don't have to do anything. And and I like to, you know, pay the karma jar, so to speak, so that I don't have to do something in the 19th <laughs> year. <laughs> no, that's important, man. We got you gotta show some gratitude to the universe and yeah. pay it forward and all that. Good yeah. stuff. Well, let me throw a couple of quick comments up here. That is very cool. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, uh, Van, Chris's son had cancer. Yes. Um, uh, what was that? Five year. I think he just hit his five year mark. Um, or, awesome. Or two days from now, he hits his five year mark. Twenty eighth, December twenty eighth. My it'll be five years that my son has been cancer free, which That's is awesome. a you know is a milestone. You know they say after the five year, you're pretty much good for a while. So. Hopefully it stays that way, but um, yeah, we we went through it, and um, there's actually as dumb as this sounds, there's some funny CMS stuff with that, with that as well because there was one time while he was really sick, I I mean I was still doing the CMS, and I had to rush him to the hospital. He had something go go wrong, and I had to rush him to the hospital, so I took him to the hospital, but I still kept doing the CMS, but from my phone in my car. <laughs> oh. 
instead that's dedication, of, folks. Instead of sitting in instead of sitting in the waiting room where I would have just been sitting because they weren't going to let me back anyway. You know, I sat in my car and did the CMS, and my son texted me when I had to come in. And I literally mm -hmm. interviewed the goofiest thing. I interviewed me and Neely interviewed um one of the somebody with a hatchet wound in their head. No, somebody one of the original Metallica guys, like Lloyd Grant. We oh. interviewed we interviewed like Lloyd Grant, and I was doing I got from, my Metallica shirt on. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And justice for all, or so we can only hope. Yeah. But how crazy is that? I'm doing an interview with a, an original member of Metallica from my car while my kid is having cancer treatment. Crash course in brain surgery. <laughs> yeah, really? Crash course in cancer treatment. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then Scott Casey. Well, thank you, Scott. That is the nicest thing. Look at that shit. Aiken <laughs> is a legend out here on the West Coast. Okay. Got it. Oh, oh. Sorry, Van. I was telling my story. It's not my son. It's Chris Angel's son that has cancer. All right. Sorry. He did. Uh, <laughs> well, both. both sorry, I took credit for that. <laughs> well, they did, and, and he did talk about that. I mean, he had a you know a young you know son there, and uh, thank God he's doing okay. That's it is horrific, yeah. man. That's that stuff shouldn't happen to kids, man. It's Dude, I, I've said it a million times. You know, since my kid went through it, my kid going through cancer was a million times harder for me. Than when I went through the burn accident, a million times harder. Wow. Because at least with the burn accident, it's me. And I can yeah. handle anything that comes at me. Right. You know, you watching your kid and you're fucking helpless, man, there, there's no worse feeling in the world than that. It is just horrifically difficult. So, you know, I I I respect Chris Angel to death for you know using what he using his celebrity to help other people and I'm sure he's given back because those people you know I'm sure he went through it I'm sure he went through I got all the money in the world and I can't do dick to help my kid you know and that's right. a fucking that is an ugly ugly place to be well you, and then yeah make help. a wish I mean make a wish that one of his charities gives to, I don't think those kids even make it out, you know, of that. Yeah, I mean, those don't. are terminal. Those are terminal yeah. kids that want, want one last wish. And, and mm -hmm. Chris Angel gives them the last thing that they wanted, which is heartbreaking. But yeah. I think these guys, it's, it's not uncommon that when you hit a certain iconic level of fame, you wonder why you and not all these mm -hmm. other, you know, billions of people on the planet, sure. what, what makes you so special? And you know, you're not that special in some cases, Chris is a, a obviously amazing sure. uh, magician, but there's, so, you know, most people I've always felt in rock music. Yeah. They're cool and everything, but there's nobody like untouchable in rock music. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not a, it's a work of man's music. Nobody should act too high and mighty about their rock skills. Yeah. Yeah. You that's know. it. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's rock guys that have made, you know, huge amounts of money i know one guy comes to mind because i remember seeing on the behind the music uh jonathan kane oh yeah yeah he likes to, he goes around to children's hospitals and he gets choked up talking about it but probably needs to do that just to like keep a balance you know sure no he probably does and although these days he better worry about making oh. some money because apparently they're broke so again know, that's what i keep reading <laughs> is the journey is what do you think on that? I mean, since it's on just us the crap. Yeah, do you think, because I've heard different things. You know, each guy, Neil Sean, is kind of throwing shade at, at Jonathan Cain mm -hmm. and vice versa, who was using the company card. First, Neil Sean comes out guns blazing saying it's Jonathan Cain's embezzling all this money. 
And then you come to find out, no, Neil Sean's the one who can't remember all the money he spent. Well, you know, so what have you heard? How am I going to tap dance around this? Oh, okay. Is, is this? Let me I say. Let, no, no, no. It's, it's fine. I, I can talk about some of it. Let me just say. Okay. I'm going to tell. I'm going to explain why I can't talk about this fully. Okay. Though. Fair enough. I definitely have a friend that is all the way into this camp, not on okay. the peripheral, not like in the middle of this camp. Oi. Like a relative. So I do know exactly what is going on. <laughs> and exactly what is going on is unbelievably horrific. Ooh. As f I'll, I'll, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll answer to what has been reported. Okay. What has been reported is more correct on the Jonathan Kane side than on the Neil side. Okay. From from what I know. Now I'm not on the inside, but I'm hearing and from that other kind people. Of makes sense. From other you know. people, what I'm hearing is that uh, Neil has an army of cars oh, and yeah. divorces and and beat off videos. Yeah, and just everything. Everything that would be expensive. And <laughs> he knows how to get down. Well, he knows how to get down. <laughs> the, other, the other thing, and, and since this has been reported, I can I can comment on this. It was reported and rightly reported that one of the big problems Journey has is they can't play Live Nation venues because oh, well, that's all of them, isn't it? It's a lot of them, but it's because Neil sued Live Nation twice. Oh. Uh. There was a situation, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a situation a few years ago where Live Nation threw his threw his wife or his girlfriend or something out. Okay. And yeah. and she said that they roughed her up and he sued and lost. All right. But they didn't forget that they that he sued. Yeah. And now they don't want to book journey. There's something else like that too, just this week where I saw it might have been on Reddit or something where some woman was not allowed into a Live Nation show because her company was suing the parent company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Live yeah. Nation, and they did a facial recognition and went, "Oh no, bitch, you can't come in here." Yeah, yeah. It was they did the facial rec and recognized her and said, "No, nope, you can't come in." This should That's be a big wake up call to people. By the way, you know how not far away we are from. Oh, you you talk some shit about Live Nation, and all of a sudden you're not getting let in the Metallica concert. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they have the right to do that. I mean, it does say. You know, the right to refuse anybody for any reason. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. it was some attorney. It wasn't it, it that's what it was. The girl she were she wasn't an attorney, she worked for an attorney that right. was suing that like Live Nation or somebody. Yeah, like how did they it's freaky that they would even know that and detect that. Yeah. Well it's scary as hell. If you're suing for seven, eight, nine figures, you know, I'm sure they keep they make sure that you know they know everybody on the on the roster so that you're not, uh, you know, not sending spies in to gather intel on them or something. Yeah. But just, I mean, it, going to a concert that's, you know, Live Nation, I don't know how big the show was that this lawyer uh, or paralegal or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy story. But man, can you imagine? Can you imagine being kicked out because you wanted to take your kid to see Taylor Swift or some shit? 
<laughs> well, they already did this, you know, not to go back into the dreary vaccine bullshit, but they already showed you how that can go. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't submit. Oh, you can't go to the store. You can't yeah. buy food. You know? Yeah. Well, it is what it is, man. We're in a weird time. I'm happy I'm almost dead because then I won't have to live through all this all this horse shit that's coming, but <laughs> I feel that way too. Like I, I, I kind of, I've already recently accepted that I ain't going to live to be a, a really old guy. I don't know if you feel that way too. Oh, I'm not dude. My, <laughs> when I got fried, my doctor told me 55. He said, mm-hmm. he said, if you get to 55, be happy. I just turned 54. So, <laughs> man. So, so I'm like, I, do I think I'm going to die in the next year? No, not necessarily. But um, when's your birthday? October 27th. I okay. Mean, I, I'm going to put this out there now, but I think I got to come out for your birthday, dude. Come out as gay? No, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be the no. last one. You might need to. <laughs> <laughs> no, like come out and just rage in person and work you know, do the show in person. I don't know. Do the dude, show for Pinball PA. I don't know. Dude, now that I want to do. That I do want to do. Do it from Pinball PA. And by then we'll have the brewery in there too. So oh, we'll just, really? You think by your birthday the brewery's going to be in there? I think by next month the brewery's going to be in there. So. Oh, shit. So. Well, I think for your birthday, dude, since mm. it, you might not live to see another birthday after that, <laughs> we should... <laughs> definitely throw down i i have so many i'm gonna have miles to use all right you know what i mean so i'll yeah. get myself out there if you can pick me up oh yeah hell I, I, I offered to drive down to pick you up when you were <laughs> fucking half dead I, why wouldn't i pick you up from the airport all right well you heard it here first folks we're we're partying for chris's birthday sounds like in ohio is it in ohio yes sir ohio that's right as i like to call it and as you should because there's a lot of hoes here <laughs> Well, speaking of hoes, we will talk about hoes here in a couple of minutes because I I came across some TV that just absolutely horrified me. And it's not like what you think. It's not Pornhub. It's actual reality people that I just was like, what in the fuck is going on with this bullshit? But let's take a quick break. God, we did an hour and 20 minutes. All right, let's do a quick break, play a couple of couple of spots here, and then we will come back and uh, we will do some more right here on Chris Aiken Presents. (laughs) 